Hello, how are you? Good. How are you? I my legs hurt real bad because I did leg day at the gym this morning. Ooh. Yeah. What does that consist of? Well, whatever I feel like that day, mostly. I'm very like I don't even know what the right word is, because concussion. Um Chaotic? Yes, chaotic. Um, I usually don't go in with a plan. I just kind of make it up as I go along, which is probably not conducive to great results. Mm-hmm. But I at least am at a point now where I go in and I plan exactly what, like, muscle groups I want to work out. There you go. So, Progress. you know, I'm growing. <laughs> I'm growing and changing. Like, I don't just go in and be like, oh, I'll just figure it out when I get there what I feel like doing. It's more like a, okay, well, I know, like, I want to do, like, my glutes or I want to do, like, biceps or triceps and chest. Like, I... Yeah. I've got it narrowed down. Um, it's just exactly what things I just kind of make it up as I go. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It's great. It It's good. It's good. I'm just, I'm trying to establish my good habits again of going to the gym consistently. My target is going four times a week. I think that's an attainable goal without being too much. Have you, have you done that? Yeah. Oh, good. There you go. But, You're already meeting that goal. Well... Never mind. <laughs> well, I mean, I've only been doing it for like two weeks, so it's easy to say yes right now still. We'll see what happens. Two weeks is good. Yeah. I'm happy. You know, they say it takes like something like three weeks to form a habit, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping, hoping that just going through the motions is going to get me there. Yeah, I always hate that it takes so much longer to break a habit than it does to form one. Like, right. Why? Right. There are habits that I'll think I've broken. Like, oh my God, biting my nails. Yep. So bad Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Like, it's gross. And I used to always get my nails done, so it was never a problem for me. And then the minute I stopped getting my nails done, I'm like, oh, I am feeling anxious. Yep. What if I just chewed on my nails? (laughs) Tiffany, that's fucking gross. And also, we don't do that anymore. Why is that the thought that comes into your head? Yeah, it's like... Always, I feel like that one's always related to anxiety for some reason. Yeah, just get on anxiety meds instead. It's better for my nails. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So anything new with you? Uh, no. Um, almost done with this quarter of school, thank God. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this coming week is my last week. Wow. Yeah. That is exciting. Yep. The home stretch. Yep. And then I'm off for three weeks. Nice. How much longer do you have? Um, so that kind of is dependent on how long my internship takes. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so I have to complete 600 hours <gasps> of an internship, um, which if I can do, I think at most you can do 25 hours and in the first three months and then you can get moved up to, I think, 30 in the mm-hmm. second three months. Um, it should only take me 20 weeks. Oh, is that all? That's it. Six months. <laughs> um, if I can't do that because of work, if right. like my work is like, sorry, we can't cut you down to part-time hours for six months, then it could take me up to a year because mm. I'll be working like right full-time plus the internship. Yeah. I have to work a minimum of like, I think it's 16 hours. 
That sounds disgusting. I'm sorry. For free. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I started um, emailing all of the places in the area. Yeah. A lot of people responded back because uh, my it would start in January. So yeah. I have time because I have to take another class that's yeah. not. So you have like a three-week break, then have like a quarter where it's just like semi-light, hopefully, and then do your internships in January or – um, you have like classes for the next two quarters and then yeah so next three quarters i don't know how you guys do it so we do it for like 10 weeks and then you're off for three weeks okay yeah which doesn't really make a lot of sense but whatever whatever um so i have classes over the summer i mm-hmm. think i have two and then i have we'll have two more in the fall okay and then the internship also has classes because I have to submit work for those as well. That's gross. Yeah, and I can't start my internship unless I finish all my classes with a 3.0 GPA. All right. Uh, I think is what it was. Great. There's a lot of hoops to jump through to like. I mean, it makes sense. Get your masters. <laughs> well, also like, given what your masters yeah. is in. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I hope that there are a lot of hoops to jump through. That's there why are, there are. Like, I'm sorry that you have to do it, yeah. but I am glad that there's... I mean, you don't want just anybody being your therapist. Exactly. I don't yeah. want just anybody telling me how to live my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully uh, I will be done with my master's next year. That's exciting. In, like, June. That's very exciting. Yes. As long <laughs> as, like, I just really hope I can just... Knock it out as quickly as possible. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. Super time consuming. I don't know when I'm going to have time for this. But we are going know. to be stockpiling episodes. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Of course. Like we always do. But yeah, so that's that's cool. Uh, did I tell you I got a um, leadership award? No. Yeah, so I've been nominated to join a special society Ooh. from my university. Well, well, well. For my GPA, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it costs money to initially join. Yeah. But after that, like, it's a one-time fee, and then you, like, have a ton of resources. Yeah. It Like, it just helps you kind of get established. What is it? Um, it is, like, it's almost like a leadership skills. Yeah. Um, like, I don't even know, like, uh assistance <laughs> whatever it gives you like one up other people almost. nice it gives you like uh in like other internships and like jobs and see that sounds a lot better than the society that i was in oh yeah <laughs> when i was in college which was an honor society and as far as i can tell the only like benefit i got from it was getting to wear the special like oh. gold thing whenever i graduated yeah that i still had to pay extra for mm. Yeah, nope. It's it's really good for res. It's really good for the future. Yeah. is what it is. Yeah, nothing immediately. Yeah, future me will pat myself. See, on that'll the back. be good for a future you. But then I changed my, went back to school, and got a different <laughs> degree, and now I'm like, yes, I have an English degree, and I was a member of Phi Theta Kappa, and they're like, cool. Do you know how to restrain an animal? <laughs> like, be do impressed. Have, do they not have a special societies for? I don't even know what school that is. Vet, vet not text. Vets. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, what is that? I mean, probably. Okay. But here's the thing. Yeah. I did very part-time school when I went to school. Well, mm-hmm. part of it I did part-time and then I got tired of not being done with school. And then I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to go hard and not do anything in my yeah. life but school and work, you know. 
And I just feel like by the time I would have been like at a point to be a part of those things, I was like, I don't care about anything else. I have blinders on. We're just going straight ahead. Full Mm -hmm. steam ahead. Ignore anything else. If I don't know what it is, (laughs) we're ignoring that email. All right. Yeah. It was a it was a time. You know, yeah, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> so, um, by the way, this is Luminol Cocktail. Oh yeah, a true crime podcast. If you're new, that is what it is. Sorry, I just had an internal freakout because I think I accidentally deleted this week's quote. What? <laughs> um, but I just hit the undo button, okay. so it's back. I don't know how I did that. I was about to say, like, I have no idea what that quote is because I did not find it today. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to do the case file. So this week, our theme is carnival. Yes. Which. What the fuck was I thinking? I don't know. (laughs) Mine, I was like, I started researching it, and I was like, this is a challenge. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the end, and I was like, I don't even know if I'm really even happy with this resolution. So, Do I even want to talk about this? I don't know. It's like, what's going on? But by then, it was like, you know, I have, I've also had a week. Yep. Um, and so it was just like, it was, I'm going to be honest, it was last night when I was just finishing this morning, typing it up. <laughs> Like, I was trying – I reached a point where it was just, like, I don't know where to go from here. Like, I started it on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. worked on it some on Thursday, and then I just, like, reached a point on Thursday where I was, like, I just don't even know where to take this. I don't know what transition needs to happen. I think I just need to walk away. This is hurting my brain, and (laughs) my brain real fragile right now, so we're just going to take a step back. That's funny. I need to just be done. (laughs) I need to move on from this. So, yeah. So, Carnival, and – I am, like I said, like, I am conflicted about mine still, mm-hmm. but we're going to do it. And I'm going to shit on the guy. I picked a lot. That's exciting. As one should, I think, I, I he's a murderer. I stumbled upon your case while revisiting mine because yeah. I couldn't research my initial one because I can't have access to those papers. Unless you want to pay And there a wasn't a, like, a Wikipedia thing, even. Like, literally nothing came up for it. See, like, I have such a love-hate relationship when that happens. I'm like, yes, this is an obscure case. I love that. Good job, me. But then I'm like, fuck, it's an obscure case. How am I supposed to do this? Yeah, I found some information, but I was like, this is a page worth of research, which I don't know if that's really going to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Fair enough. And it was a lot of he said, she said, too. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. Um. So what did you end up picking? Um, I am talking about the, if I could see that on the screen, there we go, the Iowa Fair, um, Bobby and Marilyn, I want to say it's, uh, Bluer. I like that. Yes. Uh, tragic tale that unfolds. I have never heard of that, so I am excited to hear about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I am talking about James Michael Wright, who is a terrible person, yep. <laughs> basically. I like most things. Yeah. That we talk about. It's true. It's true. Yep. Um, You get to read the quote. Cool. Happiness is a carnival game. It's never as easy as it looks. And that's by Dov Davidoff. I like it. It was almost the carousel never stops turning. That's fair. (laughs) But then I was like, that's that's too much. (laughs) Meredith, the carousel never stops turning. (laughs) 
Although, in regards to that quote, have you seen those TikTok videos where it's like these guys and they literally just play carnival games and they're like every of like every single one of these games is winnable. Yes. We're just like here you go. Yes, yes I have. Um it feels like I'm like getting terrible inside information. I'm like I know things now. <laughs> um we are drinking cotton candy margaritas for Which very I'm, obvious reasons. I'm so excited for I've been looking forward to this one. I really hope it it tastes good. That's all I can hope for yeah. at this point. <laughs> so this drink has tequila, fresh lime juice, cream soda, orange liqueur, and some cotton candy. I'm so excited. It looks pretty good. I mean, the bottom where like the co- like the sugar is like yeah. not fully dissolved. It's like you know how when you like eat cotton candy and like part of it like gets like disappears, it dissolves in your mouth, and then like there's a part where it's like really dense in the middle. Yes, where it just won't go anywhere, and it forms like a hard, sugary like crystal. Yeah, that almost. Yes, that word. Thank you. Oh, yes, of course. Um, I'm so excited. Do you want to do our fun fact first, or do you want to Oh, sure, yeah. Um, my fun fact was just found today, so <laughs> bear with me. Um, Fresh off the presses. <laughs> you know. Um, there's a couple of interesting things. Uh, I picked cotton candy, because, like, I don't know how often we'll use cotton candy yeah. in a drink. Um, and I think we already did tequila last season. Yes. With the crystals, yeah, or diamonds, whatever it was. So, um... I will say Cotton Candy was co-created by a dentist and a candy maker, which is that, wild to That me. sounds like conflict of interest. Yes. Um, so in 1897, a dentist in Nashville um, came together with a candy maker, and um, they invented a device that melted crystallized sugar and blew it through a fine screen, which would create the threads of cotton candy. Okay. Obviously not how we make it anymore, but, no. you know. Um, and then also, cotton candy is healthier than most desserts, which, how is that even possible? Literally just sugar. Yep. And my last one, because I would have a hard time picking between these, cotton candy is known by different names around the world. Yes. I think it's like some place, some places called it like candy floss. Yes. So, um, in France, cotton candy is known as daddy's beard. Oh. In Australia, Kinky. it's fairy floss. In China, it's dragon's beard. And in the Netherlands, it's called sugar spider. So I, very interesting. I like that. <laughs> so there are a few fun facts you can choose from. All right. I'm excited to try this drink. Oh. And I want to try it while it's still cold. Oh, me too. So excited. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, smells like tequila. Good tastes delicious. Like you can definitely taste the tequila in it. Oh yeah, um, that's actually really good. But yeah, this is good. I thought it would taste more cotton candy y, but it really doesn't. No, like you can taste the sweetness from the cotton candy. Yeah, um, but I think you get more citrus. Yes, than yeah. really anything else. It's quite refreshing. I like this. If I ever open a bar one day, I'll serve this drink. This has, like, no audacities. No. 
no audacities. <laughs> Which is refreshing. It's perfect. <laughs> um, I could drink this. I could drink like three of these if I was allowed to. I'm not allowed to. Yeah, I I really don't mind the tequila taste. Like it's not. I mean, it's not I overpowering. It, it's not bad. It's not overpowering. Like. I feel like all of these flavors work really well together. Which is weird because, like, on paper, it does not sound like they would. Yeah. No, but they definitely do. That was the biggest concern I had. I was like, <laughs> I like tequila. I like cream soda. Mm-hmm. I like citrus. I like cotton candy. Love these things all individually. Don't know if I'm going to love them together. But this is good. All right. So it's a one? It's a one. One. I don't know if we've had a one. She's before, the one. <laughs> I don't think so. It's like this isn't even a mediocre white man. It has so few audacities. It's, it's a woman. A one is a woman <laughs> with no audacities. Oh boy. I think I'm just going to jump in on my case. Perfect. All right. So as I mentioned before, I'm going to tell you guys the absolutely terrible story of James Michael Wright, who's just not a great dude. Mm-hmm. So this story, I decided to start it with a company called James H. Drew Expositions. Um, this company produces and promotes live events from concerts to fairs. Um, they have a history of producing top quality carnivals specifically. It's one of the big things they're known for. Um, and while they're the ones who uh, produce and promote it, they actually work with a variety of subcontractors to throw the carnivaliest carnivals in all the land. Ooh. Yes. Now, these carnivals include midways, classic rides, and livestock stands that have petting zoos and pony rides. Um, now, a big issue, not really an issue per se, but a major thing to take note of is that obviously animals can be difficult to take care of let alone transporting them from state to state. Yeah. So those are pretty much always exclusively handled by outside vendors. Oh, okay. One of these vendors mm-hmm. is the Pony Express Livestock Company. Mm-hmm. They're just called the Pony Express, which made Googling them so fun. <laughs> because good name, good name. in researching articles, initially um, – James Wright, James Michael Wright, was linked to James H. Drew Expositions, and they were like, no thanks, we don't own him. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, they're linked to all of the victims also. Um, but the Pony Express is actually the company that hired James Michael Wright, so they're like, that's their problem, not ours. Mm-hmm. Go deal with them. Which is unfortunate for Josh Ellis, who's the owner of that company. Um, he, as an owner, was super concerned with the fact that his employees would likely often come into contact with children. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually had a pretty strict hiring policy compared to some of the other employers. Right. Um, they all had to have clean background checks, so no criminal history at all. Um, and they all had to be able to pass a drug test. Okay. So he was very selective compared to other um, vendors in this field. That's more than some restaurants do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Josh Ellis had a lot of different employees to work at the different carnivals and fairs that he was contracted to supply animals for. He didn't know each and every employee individually, 
um, just that they passed the necessary screenings and had the required experience to do the job. It also wasn't uncommon for him to have seasonal employees. Uh, Once that particular carnival season was over, those employees would just be gone. So it was kind of like he knew that the people working for him were able to do the job and that's about it. Mm -hmm. He didn't know anything about them beyond that. So one of those seasonal employees was James Michael Wright. And boy, oh boy, was Josh Ellis surprised when he was contacted for information about Wright and his involvement with the carnival. Um, All thanks to Wright potentially being linked to three separate women that had been reported missing. Mm -hmm. So what started everything was 25-year-old Athena Hobson. Um, She was close with her family and was described as a loving person who would literally never hurt anybody. She would give somebody the shirt off her back. And she was just, like, not just close with her, like, immediate family, but also her extended family. So, like, cousins, aunts, things like that. Um, She had actually recently fallen on some hard times and had moved back in with one of her cousins, uh, Alyssa Chapman. So in order to make some extra money and try to get back on her feet, she was cleaning houses mm-hmm. um, for a couple different people. Um, and Mr. Wright was one of those people who hired her to clean his trailer. Okay. Um, she did not have a car from what I could find. Mm-hmm. And so he would come pick her up, take her out to the trailer to do whatever cleaning she was going to do, and then bring her back either that day or the next day. Um, Alyssa had never met him. He had usually come when she was not there or, like, she was asleep or, like, busy doing things. So she never, like, actually personally met him. She had just heard his name from Athena talking about him. Just like every other time, um, when Athena was picked up on March 17th, Alyssa was asleep. So didn't see him, just knew that Athena was going to clean his house. Um, And when Athena didn't return home by March 18th, as was initially planned, Alyssa got worried and tried to contact her cousin to no response. Um, She tried reaching her through her cell phone, couldn't get an answer. So she tried reaching out through social media because she's like, oh, maybe something happened to her phone and whatever. No response. She also found right on social media and reached out to him, but didn't get a response initially. Um... Alyssa got even more worried when she saw on Facebook a couple days after that that Wright was actually involved in a serious head-on collision. She reached out to him again and referenced the accident, which caused him to finally respond. She was like, was my cousin? Like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. He told Alyssa that he'd dropped Athena off at home the day of the wreck. He was like, yeah, no, the reason why I was on the road is because I had taken her home, Mm -hmm. dropped her off was on my way to live my life. That's when I got in the wreck. And if I hadn't been taking her back to drop her off, I never would have gotten in this wreck. Okay. Yeah. But Alyssa was like, there's no reasonable way she could have been dropped off at my house without me knowing. And she would not have left again without reaching out. And she was also certain that Athena wouldn't just drop off the face of the earth and not contact her family just randomly out of nowhere. Which is why she decided to file a missing persons report. Oh. Yeah. This missing persons report included the fact that Wright was the last person to see Athena alive. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, seems like could be a minor detail. Considering he was like, no, I dropped her off. I'm done. Whatever. Yeah. 
Um, but then investigators who were looking at her case realized that he was listed um, as being the last person to see two other missing women alive. Mm. Yeah. These other missing women were 22-year-old Elizabeth Marie Van Meter and 17-year-old Jocelyn Alsop, who both had ties to the carnival. He met both of them through there. Yeah. So Jocelyn's father worked at the carnival that Wright had also worked at. And Elizabeth Marie, who went by just Marie, worked with the carnival herself. She got a job there at 19. Both of these women were described as loving, kind individuals. And I think it's important to take note of the fact that Jocelyn was underage. She was 17. Um, Marie had actually been diagnosed with a mental disability. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the fact that Athena was in a financially disadvantaged position, like all three of these women fit into categories that would be considered vulnerable and like make them targets for not great things. Um, Marie, especially, she wasn't as close with her family. She was definitely... um, not as close as Athena was, but she still reached out to them on occasion. And if they reached out to her, she would always respond. Mm-hmm. So after a couple weeks of her not responding, that's when they were like filing the missing persons report about her. So everything leads us to right. He didn't actually have a good reason as to why he was, like, the last person to see multiple women who were alive. And then just all of a sudden went MIA. They're like, hey, this feels weird, right? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, this does feel weird, but I really don't have anything to tell you. It's just a coincidence. It's crazy, guys. <laughs> That's so strange. Ugh. And then the police were like, no, no, no. And they were like, it was either, um, I believe it was in Tennessee, that they were able to get these search warrants for his car and his property. And they found things. That makes sense. Yeah. So in his car, they found Athena's cell phone. Ooh. Yeah. And on the property, they found the bodies of two women. Mm. Yeah. The police then took these discoveries back to right. And they're like, hey, so uh, we found some bodies in the phone of another missing woman. So you want to, like, give us a different story? Right. Like, is there anything that you've just magically remembered? Maybe he had a concussion, too. Maybe he was concussed. <laughs> the wreck was very bad. I feel right. I forgot about the wreck for a Yeah, he there. was, like, hospitalized for a while afterwards. Maybe he was concussed. Concussed. Well, maybe the concussion gave him stupidity. <laughs> Because just wait till I tell you what he said. Good, good, good. So, James Michael Wright, being the unoriginal piece of shit that he is, immediately was like, so guys, (laughs) crazy things happen. I was with Marie on February 28th, and we had a huge fight, and I just accidentally shot her. It was so weird. What? Yeah. And then he was like, well, I felt... Crime of passion. I felt worried about it, so I just buried her on my property. Less less crime of passion-y. Yeah. yeah. And then with Jocelyn, on March 8th, we, like, were in the woods and we hooked up, which I realize is problematic because she wasn't old enough to consent to sex. So that was wrong of me. Um, but I also had my gun, and I thought I heard an animal in the woods, so I decided to shoot first and ask questions later, and it turned out to be Jocelyn, which is just wild, I know. And then he was like, I just hid her body under some a pile of logs. 
just some wood I had laying around because that seemed reasonable because it was an accident that I shot her because, again, I thought it was an animal in the woods. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was like, you know, I'm just trying to live my life from March 8th until March 17th <laughs> with Athena. Uh, and they were on a walk when, according to Wright, he tripped and accidentally shot her in the head and then tripped again and shot her a second time accidentally. He was like crazy. I know. Wow. So, so much bad luck. <laughs> he accidentally shot someone during an argument, accidentally shot someone thinking it was like an animal in the woods, and then tripped twice and shot someone twice. Mm. But, you know, since it was just a terrible accident with Athena, he was running out of places like to reasonably hide bodies because I, I guess digging the hole the first time was just too much work. He put her in the back of his truck, and he was going to drive her to the hospital because, you know, again, this was an accident. Okay. But silly little goose that he is forgot to put up the tailgate of the truck. <laughs> and he was driving around, and she just rolled right out the back of the truck and down a hill. And since she was already down a hill, he just decided to keep rolling her into a nearby river. It's so bad. Accidentally. It's so bad. Oh my god. Accidentally. Woo. That is his excuse. Let me let me remind you if I haven't said it enough. His whole excuse is that all of this happened accidentally. He's accidentally a serial killer. Accidentally. <laughs> so yeah. And then after he rolled her into a river, he just decided to continue with his life as usual because it was an accident. Right, of course. So why should he feel guilty about an accident? Can't beat yourself up too hard about accidents. Accidents happen. Like tripping twice and shooting someone. Maybe get a new gun. Twice. <laughs> Maybe get some new feet. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I realize all of this sounds so crazy, but they definitely were accidents. And then the police were like, hey, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, so a crazy accident. So why did you make a Facebook post the night that you killed Marie, your first victim, that said, quote, I know there's a special place in hell for me. It's called a throne. Mm. Like. Also an accident. Like, if it was an accident, why do you feel like you've earned the throne of hell? Because that feels like kind of a big thing. It feels oh, like a yeah. big deal to me. And then he was like, actually, I don't really have very much to say anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> um, I'm like a lawyer now. <laughs> actually, this was all an accident. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. So he did eventually give a written account of all of these events after his arrest. Mm -hmm. And he stood by the stance that they were all accidents. Of just course. crazy random accidents. And everybody's kind of like, yeah, that's definitely you're a fucking liar but whatever i guess for now we have you in custody um in reviewing the facts of the evidence it was clear to investigators that the collision was probably just a convenient accident to happen to him like you know you hear about all those cases where it's like oh my god like i've i've been re-listening to a case about like the case of albert fish mm -hmm. and they're like yeah he was arrested so many times but he got away because like there was no connection so they're like this is like actually a case where it's like this conveniently happened so we could link him to these things 
and he was in a fucking hospital, so he couldn't run away yeah. while we put the pieces together. Um, they actually are like, it's probably a very good thing he got in this accident for other reasons, mainly that he was probably going to continue to kill more women. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. After months of searching, in January of 2021, Athena's body was eventually recovered from the river where Wright dumped her, um, and the other bodies were... Sorry, my computer just froze. (laughs) What happened to the bodies? Oh, sorry. The other bodies were found. (laughs) They were identified to be Jocelyn and Marie. In October of 2021, so literally just a few months ago, James Michael Wright was indicted by a grand jury for three counts of murder, three counts of improper disposal of a body, and three counts of using a firearm in commission of a felony. He is currently awaiting trial in prison in the lovely state of Virginia. And initially, prosecutors were like, hey, we're going to pursue the death penalty. Mm. But it was recently banned in that state, which blows. So, yeah. So that's where that case is at. Definitely going to be updating you guys on this one on a future shot episode. But for now, that is the story of serial killer James Michael Wright. Wow. That's that's bold. Whenever they're like, whenever I was first researching and they're like, he said he accidentally. And I was like, okay, well, let's see what story he came up with. And then you didn't even come up with good stories. Like, these are lies and they're not even good ones. I tripped and shot her and then I tripped and shot her again. Also, now, like, I don't, I haven't really been around a gun, but, like, you trip. How do you, they're walking side by side, I'm assuming. He tripped and shot her in the head. Like, I'm just trying to, like, visualize, like, the angling and, like. Listen. I don't know. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot, especially as someone who has been around guns (laughs) for a very large portion of her life. Like, my my family is very pro-gun. I grew up shooting guns, so, like... How, how, how like, feasible is that? <laughs> not. Okay. If you're not an idiot. Also, how does tripping make a gun go off? I just have a lot of questions. You would... Don't you need to pull a trigger to yes. shoot a gun? <laughs> yes. Now, theoretically, like, I think there have been, like, I'm... cases where people are like, oh, the gun gets dropped and it gets okay. hit just the right way, but, like, the safety would have to be off. And if you're walking around with a gun, the safety should be on. Mm-hmm. Like. That makes sense. That's rule number one. Right. Your gun can't do anything while the safety is on. So anytime you're moving, like. That's why it's called a safety. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, if you even wanted to devil's advocate this, like, I know somebody who got shot when they were walking in the woods because somebody thought they were an oh. animal. Mm-hmm. They heard dogs in the woods of a hunting club mm. and were walking through the woods of a hunting club with no orange on. Mm. Well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not someone they just banged and then accidentally. And when I say banged, I mean somebody they raped because they're not old enough to consent. Mm-hmm. But in his words. Right. No, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. His like I'm a fucking idiot. He has the big dumb. Ugh. So yeah, so that was that was fun little 
exploration. And at first I was like, do I even need to include all this information about like the people who like hired him? Mm-hmm. Um, but there has actually been like between Pony Express and the bigger company whose name is escaping me right now, because again, I'm going to call concussion. Um, and my go- doc won't let me, here we go. James H. Drew expositions. Mm-hmm. Like initially everybody was reaching out to James H. Drew and we're like, Hey, we want information on this guy who works at your carnival. And they were like, no, 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 no. He doesn't work for us. And then the guy who owns Pony Express was like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, he worked for me, but I didn't really know him. Yeah, and it sounds like, I mean, that company has up protocols that would keep, like, violent offenders away. Yeah. You know, so, Well, and obviously, like, I am very much not a part of this world except for as a participant of, like, (laughs) fairs and carnivals. Um, But in a lot of the articles I was reading, they were like, actually – this company has like comparatively stringent hiring policies, mostly because the owner is like, these people are going to be coming into contact with right. kids and they're also going to be working with animals, which can be like a very unsafe situation if somebody is like high out of their mind and is supposed yeah. to be leading somebody on pony rides. Like, things could end poorly. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he seemed like he did his best. Have, and it was has, unfortunate. Has their business like taken a hurt from this at all? No. I was just curious. No, I think um, I think everybody's just kind of been like, we did all that we could. He had never been convicted of killing right. anyone before, so yeah. how are we supposed to know? And also, he was like a seasonal employee anyways. Yeah. So. Oh. So, yeah. Unfortunate times. Mm-hmm. But it did make me happy. Like, the whole car wreck thing. At first, people were like, maybe he this was intentional. Maybe he did, like, finally feel guilt about his actions. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, trying to, like, kill himself in a way that seems like not him actually, like, committing yeah. suicide. Um, but police are like, no. See, I thought it was to, like, set up, like, an alibi story. Like, yeah. how could I be involved? Like, right, I was in a car wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, great times. And I'm assuming the the victims were returned to their families yes. and given proper burials. Yep. Everybody has gotten their closure as much as it can be right yeah, now. With it. Yeah. Yeah. Still awaiting. Yeah. Still, stuff. still awaiting sentencing, but basically everybody's like, so he has a written confession. And he hit some bodies. Mm -hmm. So regardless of whether or not, regardless of whether or not there was any validity to, oh, this was an accident, Mm -hmm. he also has all these other charges that he's facing. So it's like, no matter what happens, no matter if you have the best defense in in the world, you cannot argue away the fact that you... Yeah, when you said the one about, like, improper, like burial of a body i was mm-hmm. like i feel like they're just slapping that on there just to make sure something sticks yeah like, they're I like that's really the biggest concern no definitely <laughs> not but they're like we are hitting you with everything that we can just right. in case you somehow by some yeah. miracle for you um <laughs> squeak out of this right there right. is something that you absolutely cannot argue well i like it when they do that just to make sure me too you know what just keep piling it on i'm sure they've done other things just keep throwing them on yeah 
Um, well, that was a wild ride. It was a lot. It was hard for my brain at times. I feel like the season's very difficult to get through for some reason. I don't know why. It's just so much. This is the first one that I've been like, and I think it was also because like there was, there was not a ton yeah, 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 yeah. Of yeah. information, and I wanted to make sure that the information that I was giving was actually, like, credible and not just, like, this is my guess. <laughs> here is my, my opinion. Here is my Facebook post. Yeah. It is gospel. All right, then. Uh, well, uh, I guess I'm going to tell my story. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. On an August day in 1996... Visitors flooded Iowa fairgrounds, standing in long lines to sample attractions, but inside a motorhome, a cold-blooded murder, fueled by greed, envy, and lies, took place. So many adjectives. I love it. Um, so, Bobby and Marilyn Bluer began operating, I want to say Flory's Funnel Cakes. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to go with Flory's, at the Iowa State Fair in the mid-1970s. Funnel Cake. Yes. Eventually became a family business with the couple's three children joining in on the um, fair circuit when they were old enough. Um, but when they were, like, children, he taught them to pour sodas and to, like, Aww. count change, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, be, and he would be helpful. Um, by 1996, the Bluers stand and funnel cakes were fair, like, staples. And they would travel, like, the whole, like, Midwest nice. area. Yeah. So, like, fair, carnival season, whatever it is, I'm assuming, like, spring to summer. Is traditionally it. I was going to say, I think it's supposed to be, like, mid-spring to mid-fall, so it's, like, hitting all the time the kids are out of school. Right, yeah. Um, so they they lived in Missouri, and so they had a house with, like, a lot of acre uh, home in Missouri, and then they had a motor home mm-hmm. that they would travel in, in addition to, like, their funnel uh, yeah. cake, like, stand. So when they would go to the fairgrounds, they had, like, a place to sleep. Yeah. So... Yes. So the couple's eldest daughter, Jamie, got married and had two children and lived in Missouri on her parents' property mm-hmm. with her husband. Um, and she attended nurse- nursing school there. I want to say she was like 24 at this time. Um, they had a son who was 18 and another daughter, Jada, who is the youngest. I couldn't get her age in like 1996 or whatever. Yeah. So. Younger. <laughs> Younger than 18. She was a child. 16, 17, I don't know. She was but a wee lass. She's compared to a teen. There's yes. a big gap for teen years. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, Jada would stay with her parents, obviously, and the, the other two still lived mm-hmm. with their parents. So, they um, were helping out during the circuit, and... Um, uh, Bobby would hire people to help. Sometimes it would be local, like, teenagers or wherever they were going, and then sometimes it would be people they knew from Missouri that would come with yeah. them to help. Yeah. So, in July 1996, Jeremy Sneed traveled with the family to Davenport or Davenport mm-hmm. to work at the Mississippi Valley Fair. Also, Jeremy is spelt with an I. It's, so, it's J-E-R-I-M-Y. I already hate him. <laughs> I have a personal vendetta against the name Jeremy, though, oh, so. you know, okay. Um, so, Jeremy did have a prison record, mm-hmm. um, but people the Bluers knew vouched for him, so they offered him work. Yeah. Um, which I think that's, like, pretty nice. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, people good, do good stupid people. things sometimes. Yeah. And he was only, like, 22, so. Oh, yeah. Young. 
Um, Jeremy returned to Missouri after that initial fair that he helped with, but late on August 8th, he unexpectedly showed up at um, the Iowa State Fair, where they were, okay. to help. So the, the Bluers put them to work and offered him a place to sleep on their bus because, like, that's what they would do. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, on the 9th, I believe, uh, Bobby woke his children uh, around 8 a.m. so they could open the stand and get it ready for yeah. you know, the day. All the prep. Yep. So the teens drove the half mile to the stand and began preparing for the day. Around 10 a.m., the son left to take supplies back to the bus, and he actually, like, walked back about 20 minutes later. Mm -hmm. Um, Then Bobby reached out to his children around 11, asking if they had put transmission fluid in the truck. A conversation which lasted no more than two minutes was Jada's last conversation with her father. Yes. So... Flory's funnel cakes got busy, and as the line continued to grow, the teens began to wonder what was keeping their parents. Um, as noon approached, the teens became anxious. It was unlike their parents to leave the teens alone during busy periods of time. Yeah. Uh, they tried calling on the radio at least ten times, but no one answered. And finally, after 1 p.m., the son decided to check on his parents. So, he approached the bus and noticed the door was slightly ajar. Uh, when he opened it, he found a roll of money on the steps and thought his dad had dropped it. Because, uh, I guess, the dad was planning on going and paying, like, their percentage of, like, their yeah. money. And so they thought that was what was taking him. Uh, the bus was dark with the blinds closed and no lights on, but he could still make out his parents lying on the floor. So he noticed his father was bleeding and had duct tape over his mouth. Um, his uh, He saw his mother's hands bound and her mouth also covered. And then finally he rushed from the bus trying to find help because he didn't, he didn't realize his parents had been murdered. He yeah. thought they were just injured. Yeah. Um, so it didn't take authorities long to make Jeremy the main suspect. Yeah. He showed up randomly, was nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Money was missing, like a lot of money. Um, they had $22,000 in their Jesus. safe on the motor um, vehicle, bus, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Um, and he only, and I think he took all of it. He might have, he might have left a little bit behind, but he, he took it. Probably whatever, like, a little bit of money that he found on the step. Ugh. Right, yeah. I hate everything about this. I just want to let you know. So, for 19 days, Jeremy crisscrossed the country in order to avoid the law. And boy, it's a lot, because, like, he was in Miami, and then he was in New York, and then he was in L.A., and then he was in Seattle, and, like, he got tattoos, he, like, stayed at, like, luxurious hotels, he spent some time with some sex workers, it was a lot, it was a lot. All right. Yeah. Um, but he soon became tired of running, also, Jeremy was working under a, a story that he started to not believe as truth anymore. Oh. So he took himself to a payphone from his oceanfront hotel room in Miami. Because, you well, know. you know. Why not? Nothing but the best. Yes. And he dialed the police and said that um, he thinks he's wanted for a crime that took place in Iowa. And then he sat himself on the curb and waited for police to arrive. Okay. So, you know, like, it's hard not to be like, thank you, sir, for coming forth with the truth. But also, did you just run out of money and realized you had nowhere else to go? (laughs) So, according to Jeremy, he met Rodney and 
pardon me if I butcher this, um, Borushaski, who was the son-in-law to the family. Okay. Uh, he was one who was married to uh, Jamie. Yeah. So it was there that Rodney made a shocking declaration. He wished his in-laws were dead. This is all through, like, a mutual friend. Just, like, right place at the right time situation, essentially. Okay. So Rodney explained to Jeremy that Bobby had molested his wife, Jamie, when she was young, as well as the couple's four-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodney then ridiculed, uh, the other two children, calling them idiots who received favored treatment in comparison with his wife. And Rodney finally stated that the Bluer's assets were worth more than $500,000, which... Mm -hmm. But in the 90s, they were like, wow, so many dollars. (laughs) No, I'm just like, could you make it more obvious, Rodney, as to what you're after here? Right. So, later that same evening, Jeremy visited Rodney and Jamie's home, which I said, they live on Jamie's parents' large property. Yeah. Large property. Compound vibes. Um, so, Rodney brought up killing his in-laws again and offered Jeremy $30,000 to do so. Uh, originally the plan was for Jeremy to murder Bobby, Marilyn, and the other two children- At the Mississippi Valley Fair. That was why he went. Oh, God. Yes. So I'm assuming the people who vouched for him were Rodney and Jamie. Seems like it. It never never said down in my articles who vouched for for, um, Jeremy, but I'm like, yeah, who else would it be? Yeah. Um, However, uh, Jeremy could not go through with it at the Mississippi Fair, and that's why he went back to Missouri afterwards. Yeah. But Rodney then threatened Jeremy and said that if he didn't do it, Rodney would go to the police and tell them Jeremy's plan, of course, omitting his involvement in the entire fucking thing. Which, like, yeah, you know, there's, nah. a, lot, there's a lot on line there. Jesus Christ. So, uh, that's why he came back unexpectedly late. Uh, that following morning when he woke up on the bus, it was just Marilyn and, and Bobby, and he decided... Then was the time. So he pointed a gun at the couple, demanded money from the safe. They pleaded with him, but it didn't matter. He then shot Bobby in the back of the head, and Marilyn was shot in the forehead after a shot to the chest hadn't killed her. Yeah. And he does talk about it, and he's like, yep, I was just tuning them out. Like, didn't want to hear any of it. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Jesus Christ. Um... Of course, it didn't take long to find evidence of Rodney's involvement for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, including shell casings found at the burn pit at his and Jamie's home match those at the murder scene. That'll do it. Yeah. Uh, investigators learned that the couple was struggling financially, which, motive. Yep. <laughs> and so Rodney was arrested in August uh, on August 23rd and was eventually charged with the murders, of course. Jamie received the mandatory sentence after being convicted on two counts of first-degree murder, which is life in prison without parole. I believe all three of the people got that sentence. Yeah. Um, so for two years after the death of Bobby and Marilyn, the son tried to continue with their, with their funnel cake business, but he admits, like, he just couldn't handle it anymore. Like, he would walk into, like, 
the bus and he could just he found their bodies like that's all he could see absolutely the trauma must be unreal yeah so he walked away from the business but jada stayed um in the business she did stay away from the iowa state fairgrounds for 22 years yeah but i believe last year she finally returned oh yes and um she is continuing the family business like funnel cake and everything um, so she still uses the family recipe that was lovingly crafted by her father. Jada explains that her parents put their heart and soul into their business and were proud of it. And she likes to think that they would be proud of her too, which like, it makes you want to cry. Oh my God. Uh, and I was like, how could I not end it on that note? Yeah. So. Aw. Yeah. That's depressing. It's depressing, but also like but somehow also, like aw. hopeful, like uplifting in yeah. a way. <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. I feel like sometimes we forget that, like, life goes on after these cases. Like, for the other people, like, their life continues. <laughs> right. It's, like, it's so easy to look at just this one snapshot yeah. of, like, the things that are happening and, and everybody was sad forever. No. Right. Yeah. No. That is not how it works in real life. Also, this poor family. I mean, like, they lost their parents. They also then lost their sister. Right. I, and from the article I read from last year, like, Jada has not spoken to her sister since yeah, all fucking, this happened. I wouldn't either. Um, and I don't know about Jamie and Rodney's kids. I think they had two kids is what I said. Yeah. And I don't know if a relative got custody of them or yeah. what came of that. But um, the articles didn't say. But So that's just really quite devastating. That is terrible. I wonder. I wonder if, like, they ever, like, would like recant the part where they're like, "Oh, our dad is like, my dad sexually like abused me as a child, and also sexually abused my child." Um. Yeah. So there was some back and forth. Um. Jamie and Rodney both claim they're innocent and have been wrongfully convicted for yeah. this to this day. They still claim that. Um. But at the time, during like Jamie's like uh sentencing and court Mm -hmm. hearing stuff she did say that's not true she was never molested she doesn't know where jeremy got the story from Uh uh-huh so like yeah a likely story yeah okay good as long as that got cleared (laughs) up because i was like that's so terrible like yeah they're just dead and have no way of like I am pretty sure they made that up just as a way to, like... Right. Like, I definitely see... Like, that's how it seemed to me. Right. Um, Also, like, not to get too clinical about this because I know, like, a person's pathology can change. But, like, to say I'm going to sexually, like, abuse one of my children but show no behaviors to any of my other ones, even my other female children. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, he also sexually abused our son. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Yeah. Also, the these favored, pieces are just not fitting together really the well. Favored like treatment, right? I believe in most cases the child that's being sexually assaulted is the one that's is, like the favorite. Yeah, yeah, which is super fucked up, but right or treated as the favorite. Yeah, yeah. yes. Which I was like, some of these things don't make sense. Right, but that's you guys are trying to shove these pieces together, but they don't make. So I don't think, I don't know if, like, an investigation was actually done. I don't really think it really mattered to anybody about right. that claim. Yeah. Um, but she did say that's 
Not true. She has no idea where no this story came from. No idea where this came from. That's so crazy. Yep, yep, yep. How strange that he just made it up all on his own. Mm-hmm. I really want a funnel cake. I do, too. Just some good fried dough. And I guess, like, this family is, like, one of the first to put funnel cakes on the map. Really? Yeah. Like, huh. they can't recall a time before uh, funnel cakes really being, like, a fair... Or carnival staple. Like staple. Yeah. And now. Like, I guess, like, uh, the dad would take, like, um, the funnel cake out and would be giving it to people to, like, sample and try yeah. to get customers to come because, Aww. like, it was such a new, huh. like, back in the 70s, obviously, I guess. Yeah. Funnel cakes and elephant ears. Those are the two that I always go back and forth on. Do you want to get into weekly verdicts? Sure. I have one. Great. You may go first. Good. My weekly verdict for this week is that I have a functioning kitchen again. Woo! My sink is installed. That's real cute. My microwave is installed. My oven is installed. Everything is, like, in there. Like, there are still tweaks that need to be made. Like, it's still not 100% finished. But it is functional. (laughs) I can cook things. I have a working dishwasher. That's important. I'm putting things in my cabinets now. Like, I'm organizing as I go. It's, it's, we're reaching the fun part of a renovation. That's good because me and Alex bought you guys all the home stuff for mostly for the kitchen. We used, (laughs) I had a glass of cranberry juice in my. Oh, good. In my wine glasses. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Put, like, a splash of Prosecco in there to make me feel like I was having something. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, this is this is our toast to having a functional kitchen again. I like it. So, yeah. Made me happy. Very nice. Yes. I'm excited. I'm going to use, I'm like, I've got all these little things, like little, not knickknacks, but like different organizational things. And then I have like trays to put on my countertops so like things aren't mm-hmm. like screwing up my white countertops. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to, I some new olive oil and balsamic vinaigrette Ooh. to put in the thing that you got me. I think it's so cool. To go Let me know on how my well counter. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I see people um, have similar type bottles on TikTok. Yeah. And it looks like it works just fine. Yeah. So hopefully. I think I think it's going to be fine. But like yeah, I'm excited. That is so, nice. That's uh, this is a pretty easy one for me this week. Good, good, good. I'm glad. Yeah. So, I started reading a new book. Okay. I'm no longer reading my fairy porn books because okay. I have finished them. Oh. All but the very last one, but it's a different story arc. Yeah. And it's still only in hardback until September. Ooh. All of my books are paperback. I'm like, I can't really get one hardback because yeah. that's going to really upset me. It's going to throw off the vibe. So, I moved on to a new series because I was okay. like, I Concluded that one. Yes, I need more to consume, please. Yes, exactly. And obviously, as you've seen, like, I got lots to consume. You do. <laughs> um, so I started reading a Hades and Persephone. Ooh. Smut book. Oh, my God. Uh, the smut is not very heavy. It's just, okay. like, and honestly, there really hasn't been much of anything because it's, like, an enemies to lovers. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. where we're going. Um, but it's really That is cool. how the lore goes. Yeah, right. Um, so it's. I keep wanting to say, like, fan fiction. It's not. I don't know why that word keeps coming to mind. But it's, um, so gods and goddesses, like, yeah. they live amongst mortals, mm-hmm. and they can have, like, 
really successful like businesses and so Hades runs a really successful nightclub. Oh. Never night. It's almost kind of like mafia boss like you know, vibes a little bit. You know it's funny as soon as you said that I just imagine like like I have the head of Disney's Hades <laughs> but with like a pinstripe suit on. Right. Yes. Um, and I just get that vibe, like, he's a very powerful dude, you know? Yeah. And Persephone is a goddess, obviously, um, but she is pretending to be a mortal so she can go to college to go into, like, journalism. Oh my god. And they ended up making a bargain by accident, because that's the thing, Hades will make bargains with you at his nightclub, usually it's, like, if you want fame, money, right. your loved one back, or whatever. As Hades does. She accidentally, truly accidentally, made a bargain, so she has to create life in the underworld. But the goddess of spring has a touch of death, and any plant she touches dies. Oh, so she's damn. trying to grow a garden, and it's... Not going real well. Not going real well, but it's real nice. And their Aww. their flirtation has been... It's been blooming. Yeah, it has. Lovely. Yes, so. Keep me posted on that one. Yeah, I'm about halfway... I started reading it, like, Thursday night, Friday, and I'm, like, halfway done. Like, I've oh my just God. been super consuming it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Someone, um, a friend of mine uh, let me borrow a book from her that I'm excited to read, but I realized the other day... Yes. Um, I went to Costco yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw, like, the book section, and I was like, no, I have a new book to read. And then I realized, like, all of my books that I have on my, like, to-be-read list are all, like, self-improvement books. No, 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 no. And I'm like... <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> I think I need to... I think I need to mix in the fiction here. You because, like, it up. <laughs> I've got, like, that 101 essays to change the way you think. Like, I've mm-hmm. got that one. I've got that it didn't start with you book. Mm-hmm. That I still haven't picked up after the one time it made me cry <laughs> in the fucking prologue. It made me cry, you guys. If you're not ready, if you're not ready to deal with your personal trauma while trying to process a book, don't do it. I agree. I think I'm gonna have to go back for more therapy. This is why I read all um, the smut. Yeah. I don't need to work through. Yeah. <laughs> and like the new one, like the one that I borrowed from a friend, like I'm really excited. It's basically about like gut health. Oh, okay. Because of all of my problems. Yeah. Um, but she was like, yeah, this book really helped me. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, you need you need a piece of something non-helpful. Yeah. Really I, just entertainment-based. I do. <laughs> I need something light and fluffy. You need some fairy porn is what you need. No, thank you. You do. No, thanks. I'm telling you, I like it. No, I'm good. I'm good. I, I want to just go to a library. Go to the library. Then. I just want to <laughs> go to the library... And pick out like they also four have fairy porn at the library. Too. I'm sure they do. Just in case you were concerned, I was not. You know, I wasn't worried about that. I figured they probably had it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Adult books are just good. Like they've got they've got the fantasy. Yeah. Of like YA, and then they've got the sex from being an adult. <laughs> which like, what is wrong with that? How to be an adult? You get to have sex. That's the difference. Yeah. As soon as you turn eighteen. <laughs> Everything's legal now. Except for drinking. Make it make sense. Well. <laughs> I guess that's my weekly verdict. It's just a new book. That is a good one. Yeah. So I'm on book two of this month. Good job by you. Almost going on to book three. So I'm very excited. You are right on track. Hopefully. Proud of you. I hope. So proud of you, you right know. now. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, you can find us on Instagram at Luminol Cocktail Pod. You can find us on Facebook, Luminol Cocktail Podcast. 
you can shoot us an email. All of our links are on our Instagram bio. Um, send us a DM. Yeah. Reach out. Let us know what you think. Um, and I feel like it's been a while since we said it, but please rate, re- review, and subscribe. And tell your friends. Mm-hmm. You know? It won't hurt. We would super, super appreciate it. Yeah, and also if you listen to our episodes on Spotify, there are polls and questions that you can actually answer. So that's another way to, like, interact with us as well. I love it. Basically, we just want to hear from you guys. Please. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hit us up. We will be back next week to serve you guys another round of Luminol Cocktails.